This episode of WTF Landia Radio Show is not brought to you by the Pacific Rim, Vancouver. However, it is one of my favorite hoteliers to stay at whilst in Vancouver, British Columbia. So if you're looking for a phenomenally luxurious room while you're visiting the great and beautiful city of Vancouver, you might want to check out the Pacific Rim, Vancouver. You can thank me later. Not bought to you by Pfizer or any of its associates. Have you seen what's in that vaccine? Make sure you're reading the ingredients on anything you put into your body. You can thank me later. The views expressed at WTF Landia are not to direct, guide, or sway public opinion for entertainment purposes only. Welcome back to your favorite What the Heck is Happening show. What the is going on, Char Michelle? It's WTF Landia Radio Show, folks. Nice to have you. If you're new to the WTF Landia Radio Room, well, it's very nice to have you. Welcome to our cozy little jazzy nook. Um, you can hand your coat to the valet. And uh, let our ushers usher you to your seat. It is a reclining chair, fully plushed, so you can recline, kick your feet up, sit back, relax, and enjoy some of the most incredible, <laughs> incredibly alarming, <laughs> oh, incredibly alarming. Uh, you know, day-to-day news that we take in. Here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. My job here on this WTF Landia radio show, hi guys, it's your girl, Char Michelle, the voice behind the madness. (laughs) My job is to keep it calm. Here's the thing, and here's why. Because I've got, you know, three children. I have to use my voice in different octaves. Guys, pick up this. And when I'm talking to you guys, and I'm talking about some of the scariest news that we could have ever imagined, like, you know, stuff we've watched in protests and pandemics in America and the Emergencies Martial Law Act and all all these things have to just take a step, take a beat, and remain calm. And if we can do that then we are doing well and we are in this together and here's the thing we are going to be in this thing together why well because we are all alive in such a wild wild time we have if you're listening from the future like well into the future after the rapture after i'm gone (laughs) well hey 
back in 2022, we had something happen that really blew the doors off the world. Oh, well, in 20, it started in 2019 and it's carried on over. And now in 2022, we're seeing the world, speaking of humanitarian efforts, come together, lock arms, and sing kumbaya all the way to getting back their freedoms. And, well, why are people trying to get back their freedoms? Person from the future ask in 3025. If if the earth still lasts, but there is global warming going on too. So if you're listening to this, were you in a bubble? Were you frozen? Were you freeze dried? (laughs) Or how? (laughs) I don't know. I don't anticipate that the world will last till 30 anything. But if it does, hey, this is an NFT or whatever they call it now. But no, seriously. Um, we're in a time where uh, in Canada, this is specific, specifically what I'm talking about, uh, the, the truck drivers were told they needed to get vaccinated in order to keep their jobs. Mandated is a word that's being used during this time era. Mandate, compliance. And uh, what, what that has done is it, it has taken away your ability to one work if you don't comply and get the mandatory vaccine uh, from this pandemic that we're in by the way pandemic if you are just picking this episode up then look at the other episodes in this podcast because it talks all about the pandemic that it's called coronavirus aka covid no one calls it coronavirus anymore it's just covid 19 or c19 if you're nasty if you're sassy But uh, we're in a time where people have been, well, with any pandemic, if a hundred years from now, you guys will experience one again, again, if the earth is still around. And, uh, you know, you'll be told to stay inside, stay away from your friends and loved ones while while we get this thing under control. Now, logically, the government needs to get involved in order to to guide their countrymen and women to you know, the best kind of safety mechanism they can think possible. Also, they're supposed to let the scientists do their job to find the best safety, safety me- mechanisms possible. And here's the thing with science and doctors and politicians, is that most people, if you're lucky, you have a doctor, a primary physician is what they're called these days. And uh, this way you're able to get checked out. I'm taking my kids to get checked out. It's, you know, it's been a while when you're in a pandemic and you're trying to get to the hospital and they say, don't go in the hospital. Don't go, don't go and overwhelm. I hope not to be a part of the numbers of people that are checking into the doctors today. I'm just going to check to get my kids a good old fashioned checkup. They're due. My goodness. But anyways, um, you're told to stay out. You get a primary physician and this physician is able to, you know, tell you after checking on your particular body, your particular blood type, your particular everything, what is best for you? And uh, that's usually between a private matter between you and your physician, right? So you're able to um, make decisions based on what you and your doctor feel is best. It's just like when you have a lawyer and you're going through a divorce and your lawyer goes, I think you should do this. And you go, I think we should do this. And you go, ah, well, let's do this. 
because you're the person that makes that decision, right? It's your autonomy. It's your decision. It's your, in this case, body. Well, when you're being told in, in the form of a law mandate that you have to get vaccinated in order to keep your job, there the, bo- the bow breaks, so to speak. Because now it's not like put a seatbelt on when you get into your car. It's not like, you know, people have to put seatbelts on when they're in the airplane. Absolutely. Or some don't. And because they're just like, you know, breaking the law and they're like, you know, hell raisers. But when we're talking about putting something into your bloodstream, it's a whole different topic. Again, between you and your doctors. I might add that not once during this pandemic have I ever asked anyone if they've been vaccinated. You know why? I don't care. <laughs> I could care less. I'm not your doctor. It doesn't affect me anyway. Because it's not between me and you. I'm just a regular old gal that wants to know your personal private business at that point if I ask. So no, I stay out of the way and I let people decide what's best for them. And uh, that's what most people would do in a normal situation. But some reason nowadays we have a, I'll give you a little example of what we have going on in 2022 and just before that, 21 and 20 and 19, is we have a guy named Bill Gates who develops video games. He's now apparently in a white lab coat and he's got his fingers in all the vaccine juice. (laughs) He's, you know, really pushing out the fact that people need to get vaccinated. Again, he's a video game guy. He has nothing. He's a tech guy. He has nothing to do with biology, but he's really heavily involved in the world, well, World Health Organization. I believe he's got something going on with Pfizer. Anyways, it makes people unsure of why he has a lab coat. And I only say that to say this is because it also, you can go on social media. And if as soon as you put an article about vaccine, whatever, then you've got a whole bunch of Twitter doctors that barely have a high school degree coming in and telling you what's right and wrong for you. (laughs) And the only thing that is the truth of the matter is that, well, in this day and age, in this country that we live in, America, Canada, you're free. You're free to choose. That is your 14th Amendment right. Freedom of choice. And so when you are being told you have mandates, in compliance words like that that are very trigger triggering and alarming it makes people go whoa 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 wait hold up what about my 14th amendment right of choice and body autonomy and uh what goes in my body goes in what comes out comes out and otherwise it's by force by rape or otherwise and when you are taking away people's jobs or ability to eat at restaurants, which is what's happening nowadays, people can't go to restaurants because there is a vaccine passport requirement, meaning if you have not gotten vaccinated, you don't have the credentials to show that you've been vaccinated, which is now on cellular devices. Initially, when it first happened, it was paper trail, and that was just to get everybody out there going. And now it's on your phone, and you need to show your ID and show it's a Well, it's a system where you're able to be, uh, it's a passport. It's like, you know, a passport travel. It's a tracking device. Where are you going? It's a traveling device. Uh, And so many people aren't feeling really comfortable about that. But funny enough is a large amount of the society, 90% of the world is vaccinated right now. 
and so a large amount of the world went along with it because they were told that you know this would help once they got vaccinated they wouldn't have to worry about it and then the science caught up and says oh the vaccine's not working people who are vaccinated are getting covid a second and a third time and that's when alarms the red flags went off people started to think what a wait a minute I've been vaccinated and I'm getting this thing again and the hospitals are chalked up with people who are vaccinated and I don't know maybe they're just going to get tested or whatever they say if you're vaccinated it's not going to cause very much breathing problems which is one of the big things that this vaccine this uh sorry virus um was putting people in the hospital for this C-19 virus was causing people trouble breathing. So if you got the vaccine, that would quell that problem. And you would usually just get it, as with any vaccine, you would get a less symptomatic uh, approach from it all, right? So your symptoms would be less, I should say. And so that's what people got excited about because they wanted to get back to their lives hand quotes finger quotes so to speak let's get back to life let's get back to getting around people because also during this time people have been told to stay away from their family and friends now for some people who are introverted it's a great thing it couldn't have been better it's like a staycation (laughs) you don't have to go to work you ain't got to talk to people people that you have to get together with on thanksgiving they're not coming over and you're doing it on zoom zoom is a video feature that all of a sudden popped up at the opportune time the tech people knew that this was going to happen i wonder if bill gates is a part of the zoom committee but uh it seemed to be prepared pretty quickly because people got onto these uh video apps and they were able to well be there almost like you were there but you weren't there so it seemed like it all worked out because the people that you couldn't be around were still in front of you on your electronic devices and so that sounds great right but the truth of the matter is that people need human to human contact for the most part even the introverted ones you little weirdos hi it's me I'm an introverted one for the most part, unless I'm around my people. When I'm with my people, I'm in with my people. As extroverted as this podcast may be, is I am very, very comfortable with being with a very select few people that I choose to give my time and spend my time with. But that's just me. But the truth of the matter is, is that you realize when you were told to stay indoors and you couldn't go out and shop, that uh, money wasn't a real big issue and also uh, relationships were they mattered because a lot of people that were in this pandemic alone they were kind of going through it and suffering some loneliness right even though we were all in this together that was the one deciding factor that I think some of the theses will be written about is that there must be a symptom to being in something or a significant sorry um ability to know that the entire world is in the same scenario and so it gives you a little bit more hopes it makes you hang on a little bit longer now there were people during this time that couldn't hang on any longer and they decided that their best bet was to not be here any longer and a lot of people made choices to end some things whether that's relationships whether that was business partnerships whether that was their lives 
These decisions have been made throughout this pandemic era between 2019 and 2022, where we are now. And uh, along with that is people's getting alarmed. There's a backstory. There you go. But along with that are people's alarming nature to the fact that there are words that are turning into laws created around this vaccine that is making it mandatory. Mandate means mandatory. Mandatory means you must do this or you can't do that. And if you don't comply, comply means compliance. It means you must be on board with. That's not the Webster's Dictionary or whatever dictionary you guys have in the future. But that's just my dictionary. (laughs) That's my understanding. (laughs) So those two words, alarming. Truck Drivers Canada decided, nope, I can't do this. This is not okay. Um, We need to not have to throw away our beliefs uh, whether it's religious or otherwise uh, or our 14th amendment right to choice period and that was just a straw that broke the camel's back so now we have truckers and supporters of the trucker convoys all over the globe started in canada and now it's a global movement called truckers convoy our freedom convoy 2022 or road to freedom or hold the line, which is now being referenced as because, well, there's an emergency act. It's like a little alarm bell that's been pulled by the Prime Minister of Canada by the name of Justin P. Trudeau. And uh, this is a law enacted, enacted that has never been enacted before on a federal level, which means the entire country is under what would most be akin to martial law, which means well, look it up. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> I, you know, I've only got so much time on this before I lose your attention. So I want to give it to you. I want to give it to you like I know it. And give it to you brief. And uh, get you caught up to where we are now. And so a lot of different provinces are saying, provinces in Canada are saying, well, that was a bit much for 150 truck drivers who are blocking some roads in Ottawa for you to use an act that was never enacted before. Wartime measurement acts where you can go in and seize things and take things and get banks to be involved in seizing people's funds and stopping payments and whoa, whoa, how, how, that's scary. And that's what we're looking at. In February of 2022, February 16th to be exact, 15th to be exact. And uh, it's scary for most people, but it's also encouraging for the world because people are saying, oh, oh, that's right. We put we put these uh, members of parliament and these governmental leaders in charge because we are the people and we are the people that voted in a democracy, right? So people are becoming really aware of the power that they have. And they said that there's power in numbers, so I'm watching the television and I'm seeing that that is true. And uh, the basically, um, the Emergency Act being uh, pulled out is giving the police and the military a stretch of power that they would have never had. And then you have some police officers that are saying, I don't think so. This is not what it's supposed to be like. This is not what we had signed up for, and I don't agree. And um, 
So I want to hear from a couple of people that who have served and who have opinions, who are police officers and whatever. And uh, we're going to add, add it to this podcast and get some opinions outside of our own. And uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So here you go. I hope everybody's doing fine. My shift was over tonight and on my way home. Folks, I couldn't help but think about everything that's going on in our country and in our world and up in Canada. You know, these folks are really standing up for what they believe in, and rightfully so. But the videos and stuff I've seen today of officers taking people's fuel, taking people's gasoline, And I can't help but stop and think about this. You know, as an officer, my career, I've heard countless times about integrity. Being a person of integrity. Doing the right thing, even when no one is looking. Now, I don't know what Canada's constitution is i've never really looked into it but no matter who you are if you're in law enforcement regardless any place in the world integrity is one thing you should always take seriously and that's doing the right thing even when no one is looking my oath was to the constitution of the united states And my oath was to protect the constitutional rights and the people of the community in which I serve. I not at no time did I ever swear an oath to a politician. And my integrity runs deeper than their political gain. It's just my thoughts, folks. Something that was eating at me, I thought I'd share it with you. And that's just how I feel. Mr. Speaker, the invocation of the Emergencies Act for the first time in Canadian history is a damning indictment on the failure of this Prime Minister to address the situation. The Prime Minister once said, I quote, when a government asks its citizens to give up even a small portion of their liberty, it is not simply enough to say, trust us. That trust must be earned, it must be checked, and it must be renewed. These are his words. Canadians do not trust this Prime Minister. When will he stop undermining Canadians' rights and start renewing Canadian Trust. Mr. Speaker, uh, Canadians can trust that this government will always follow the science and the best evidence to get us out of this pandemic, and that includes getting vaccinated, Mr. Speaker. And contrary to what my colleague says, this is an illegal blockade. This illegal blockade is not about the, the vaccines or the mandates. It's about a very small organized group trying to upend our way of life, Mr. Speaker. Now, we've made progress. We've seen the Ambassador Bridge reopened. We've seen Coots reopened. We've seen Surrey reopened. And, Mr. Speaker, yesterday, yes, we invoked the Emergencies Act so that we can secure that progress and give law enforcement all of the tools they need. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. The Honourable Member for Sturgeon River Parkland. Well, we'll see if the Prime Minister answers this one. Every opportunity...
alone across this country. But now the Prime Minister has invoked the Emergencies Act to punish Canadians who, in his words, hold unacceptable views. Why is the Prime Minister punishing Canadians for their political views? The right, uh, the Honourable Government House Leader. Former Conservative leader, uh, now the member for Regina Capel with the Conservative Party, said the following. These protesters, these activists, may have the luxury of spending days at a time at, the blockade, uh, at a blockade, but they need to check their privilege. They need to check their privilege and let the people whose jobs depend on the railway system and small business and farmers do their jobs. And what have they said now in this context from the beginning as swastikas flew, as Confederate flags flew? of responsible leadership. Instead of de-escalating, they escalated at every turn. Can we go on? So there are a couple of sound bites of a parliamentary meeting held after the Emergencies Act was evoked, and also by a American police officer uh, about what he feels about protecting and serving, and leaving the political church and state, basically. And that's what we've been talking about here on the Midnight Marauder radio show, is to separate church and state, even during a pandemic, is very important. No one, and I will say this, and I will not be participating in any out eating outside of my home until everybody, vaccinated or not, uh, not or vaccinated, are able to dine at the same bougie restaurants that charge us way too much for cauliflower wings than we should ever pay. And that's that. Later. Good day, folks. My name is Major Stephen Shlodowski. I have served Canada in the Canadian Armed Forces for 20 plus years. I hold a first class honors degree in political science. And I have held several Army Command positions. I have an urgent message for all Canadians. For nearly two years, our own elected government officials have been using the bullying tactics of fear, intimidation, coercion, and financial and physical violence against us to gain compliance for certain repeated medical procedures. We tell our children that bullying is wrong. We know it to be so. Yet we allow our leaders to do this to us. They have knowingly and repeatedly violated the highest laws of the land in the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms as well as other signed international human rights agreements. Canadians have been lulled into believing that the same government who suppresses your freedoms in the name of safety will one day just reward you back with your freedoms if you just comply to ever-changing rules and health orders. That, folks, is the very definition of tyranny, not democracy. Humans are inherently free. Kings and queens and government cronies can give you, can't give you your basic human rights. They are naturally yours. They can't be given. They can't be taken. They can only be suppressed. In the Charter of Rights 
and freedoms Queen Elizabeth is recognizing in law are fundamental freedoms. The federal and provincial governments of Canada have chosen through a well-planned and orchestrated set of measures to trick and fool and scare you, the very people who elected them and pay their salaries, into complying with the suppression of our basic human rights. They have knowingly betrayed you and me under the lie of safety. This past Remembrance Day, as I stood in front of the military cenotaph in Fredericton to honor my comrades who gave their lives for others' freedom, I overheard the Premier of New Brunswick, Premier Higgs, and our Member of Parliament, Jenica Atwin, tell members of the public how special it was that these brave members of the military gave their lives for their freedom. That same freedom that these very liars and deceivers are actively working right now to suppress. I stood there, a soldier of nearly 21 years, as a senior officer in the Canadian Army, as a veteran of Afghanistan, participating in Op Medusa, the largest combat operation for Canada since the Korean War, where I watched my own brave comrades fight and get injured and die. But I also stood there as a person who hasn't taken the COVID-19 injection. The irony, so even though I serve this country and it has been an honor to do so, an absolute honor. Like many thousands of Canadians who choose body autonomy and pro-choice, I am unable to share in the same privileges now, like eating at a restaurant, going out in public to an event, or even traveling across provinces to see my child. This is happening to many others. These government traitors to freedom are suppressing the rights of the very people they claim to honor and it made me sick to my stomach. These Canadian governments are now focused on our children. I am calling on the medical community to put an immediate halt on children's injections until the Canadian public can receive the accurate, truthful data from these COVID injection injuries that have already occurred. The Canadian public has a right to be able to make informed medical choices, especially for the little children. To tell them repeatedly it is safe and effective and not give them that choice is a crime and it's also genocide. The media and government must put an immediate halt to all scientific medical censorship and the silencing of health professionals who do not comply with your agenda, as well as hear from injury victims. The Canadian public has a right to hear from those in our communities and families who have been injured by this procedure. I am calling on my military and police comrades, all of you, all of us who have sworn a personal oath to protect our family, our friends and our community to now stand up and protect your loved ones against this government forced medical tyranny. You chose to serve because you wanted to give back to your community. And instead, the government has turned your love for community and your loyalty against you. And you are now a weapon against the very people you love. Brothers and sisters, you can't be forever for forever changing indiscriminate government measures, which use fear and violence, and also be for your loved ones and for freedom. You have to choose. I am asking you to choose your family and your community.
This is why you serve. And this is your moment to be a hero for your loved ones. They deserve the truth. They deserve to be protected. I am also calling on all Canadians to join in solidarity together. Freedom and love for our community. Freedom to choose who you want to be, where you want to live, what you want to experience and learn, what your spirituality is and what you want to practice, who you want to love, what you want to put in your own bodies is the foundation of our democracy in Canada. We cannot let freedom die with this generation. May God forever bless the free citizens of Canada. To leave this place empowered. You understand? It's not good enough to just come here and listen to speeches and go back home and get comfortable again. We are at war. We are at war for our family, our children, our lives. The 14th Amendment gives us due process. It guarantees us equal protection under the laws. So why in the world are the unvaccinated being treated differently than the vaccinated? It is the new segregation. It is the new discrimination. And we have to stop it. Government for the people, by the people, will not be destroyed. recognize our power we are magistrates what is happening here today what is happening around our state and in our city is people are invoking the doctrine of the lesser magistrates and most of you probably don't even understand what that is and don't even understand what i'm talking about well the doctrine of the lesser magistrates is the doctrine upon which this country was founded it is the basis of the 10th amendment which says that any authority that is not given to the federal government is reserved to the states and if our local leaders fail to protect its citizens and fails to step between a tyrannical federal government and its citizens fails to protect the rights of its citizens then those rights and authority is extended and given to the people we the people is how the constitution starts A magistrate is a person that operates under authority. They have power. They are higher magistrates and they are lesser magistrates. The founding fathers of this country understood that there's going to come a point in time where the federal government will need to be checked. If not, they will become tyrants. And that is what's happening now. So, the Declaration of Independence says that everyone, by virtue of being a human being, has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The federal government, too, the federal government, their purpose is to protect the rights of those citizens, the rights of us to our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. The third point of that document is if they fail to protect its citizens and enforce those rights, the citizens have a right to revolt. Do you understand? We have a right to resist and we have an obligation and a duty to do so. Do you understand? Do you understand when it says a duty to step between a tyrannical government and its laws? They are coming for our children. We cannot sit down. Every great leader knows, every one of them, even the bad ones know, that if 
you want to affect the country, you go for its children. Yeah. When in the world do we start using children as bulletproof vests for us? Yeah. When in the world do we start testing things on children? Yeah. It comes to us first. Yeah. And when you come for our children, you have started a war. Yeah. And they have declared war. And we are answering to that war. And I need you, each one, reach one, and teach one. Do you understand? As a magistrate in this country, the United States government, our government, our local leaders have to answer to us. The Ninth Amendment says that any rights that are not enumerated in the Constitution are reserved for the people. So I don't want to hear that mandates are not enumerated in the Constitution. Because for the fact that it's not enumerated means that that authority and those rights goes to us. And so everyone, every one of these mandates are illegal. Every single one of them. Under that 14th Amendment, due process and right to equal protection is the right to protect my body. When you want to, when you want to push something into my body, against my consent without my consent it is rape and this is medical rape when you want to take my children into a room and give them a snicker bar and some damn fries and talk about come get this vaccine it is tantamount to kidnapping that's what it is control of my children you don't have control of me they shut our doors and try to give us god fauci to hell with fauci churches are surrendering their pulpits to the demonic huckle i'm not coming to your church you're not getting my tithe are you crazy children out of school. I'm a former educator of 24 years. They stopped teaching them years ago. You just didn't know. You just didn't know. Education went to hell years ago. They taught them compliance. They stopped teaching them to think. Analytical thought went out the window with state exams. Those state exams are just being used to track your children, to determine who's going to college, to train them, to support this God-forsaken system, or the rest that's going elsewhere. They have pushed us into prisons. I don't care how you look at it. If you're in corporate America, you're imprisoned by your lifestyle. If you're in the government, you're imprisoned by your child with good benefits. You understand? If you are on subsidy, you're imprisoned by their benefits. We have to get out their system, pull yourself out, pull your dollars out, and level it. and of the requirements and who's at work and who's not at work and what court says this and another court says that we have to hold them all accountable they want to rewrite the constitution i'm ready with my pen because there's some changes that needs to be made in this country careful who they pull to the table. They better be careful what table is spread. Because I got some ideas, and I'm sure everybody here does too. No 
time to be comfortable. We have to fight. Every authority in this country, in this world, our laws were written and authority is delegated by God Almighty. When the laws of this country violate and go against and contradict the laws of God, then that government has become tyrannical. They have to be they have to be overthrown. We have to revolt. We have to resist and do anything we can to protect our freedoms. And we must be involved. We must be informed. And we must be motivated to act. And we must act. Teach your children. Get them involved so they can stand. So that when someone approaches them, they can stand and know what they're talking about. You understand me? Educate yourself so that you know how to resist. They are trying to make these mandates into laws because by the 13th Amendment, if it becomes a law and we break it, we become involuntary servants. We become slaves. They are turning our country into one massive, huge slave ship. And I don't know about you, but I'm not signing up for that cruise line. your neighbors don't fight your family members that are vaccinated and want to fight you walk away in peace try to educate them and if they resist leave them unfortunately in every war there will be casualties and a lot of times they will be people that we love so be it it is what it is it is what it is you love them from a distance you pray for them and you hope that they come over and wake up right but if they don't we don't have time we don't have time we are at battle, we are in a war, and we have to keep going. We have to be uncomfortable and be comfortable with being uncomfortable. We have to stand, and we are given a charge to fight for your families, fight for your homes, fight for your brothers, fight for your sisters, because my God says, pursue the invading army, because if you pursue them, you will recover. If we back up, we won't. These are uncircumcised Philistines. They cannot stand against the army of the living God. We are the armies of the living God. Know who you are and whose you are. Go back to your neighborhoods and fight. We are magistrates. Let me hear you. We are magistrates. We are magistrates. Stand between an unjust government and its laws. God bless you and God bless these United States of America. Meanwhile, in Ontario, Canada. Premier Doug Ford has announced that Ontario will lift capacity limits in most indoor settings later this week and drop the vaccine certificate system next month. Nicole Martin is live tonight with what we need to know. Nicole. Good evening, Taz and Phil. The premier says with public health indicators improving, they were able to fast track the reopening plan and they're going to be lifting capacity restrictions at a number of locations on Thursday instead of Monday. This awful pandemic will soon be behind us. 
As of Thursday, restaurants, bars, gyms, casinos, and movie theaters will no longer be subject to provincial public health capacity measures. We can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel for Ontario's small businesses. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business believes it marks the start of a recovery phase that could take two years. Right now, only 33% of Ontario's small businesses are at normal revenues. Come March 1st, the province says it will lift vaccine certificate requirements. I think we're going in, in the right direction and I'm, I'm confident if we, we continue moving down this path, there won't be a, a reason for it. Ontario's chief medical officer of health saying it's due to high vaccination rates and the latest hospital data showing a downward trend. We no longer need the proof of vaccination. It served its purpose. Uh, I thank all the businesses and communities that have uh, used it, uh, as well as all the citizens that have shown their QR codes. In a statement, the Ford government says businesses may still choose to require proof of vaccination. Hamilton's top doctor says she's cautiously optimistic about the reopening, but for Niagara's medical officer... I think this is far too aggressive a plan. Dr. Hirji is calling the Ford government's timeline premature. It's going to be, I think, 11 days between February 17th and then dropping proof of vaccination and everything else, which again, I think is going to be far too soon to really know what the impact of the changes on February 17th are going to be. The province says vaccine mandates will continue within long-term care and hospital settings. We want to make sure uh, we secure areas uh, for our most vulnerable. While Ontario's Liberal Party is endorsing the reopening plan. I am supportive of the decision to move forward, easing the restrictions ever so slightly, just a few days in advance of what was previously scheduled. It's drawing criticism from the NDP. This seems to be more about politics, more about Doug Ford caving to the the occupiers in Ottawa, more about him trying to be the good guy. Among the changes this week, sporting and concert venues will be limited to 50% capacity. Social gathering limits will increase to 50 people indoors and 100 people outdoors. Masking requirements will stay in place for now, but the province says a timeline to lift them will come later. And part of the announcement today included an update on the booster campaign. And as of Friday at 8 a.m., children 12 to 17 will then become eligible for a third shot. And you can go online through the provincial portal. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the entire contents and design of this podcast are the property of WTF Landia Radio or used by WTF Landia Radio with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. Except as otherwise provided herein, users of this podcast may save and use information contained in the podcast only for personal or non-commercial educational purposes, no other use, including without limitation reproduction, retransmission, or editing of this podcast may be made without the prior written permission of WTF Landia Radio, which may be requested by contacting WTF Landia Radio. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and any reliance on this information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice unless unless stated otherwise. The WTF Landia Radio Group does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or 
or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast. And information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. The third-party materials or, or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion, standards, or policies of WTF Landia Radio. WTF Landia Radio assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness, completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with the applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. Moreover, WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms, or other elements or codes that manifest contaminating or destructive properties. WTF Landia Radio expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to this, reliance on, or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast.